I first became familiar with portrait photographer Griffin Lipson through Instagram at a seemingly earlier time where people on Instagram followed each other solely based on good content. More than the obvious celebrity attraction his body of work seemed to cornerstone, I was more fascinated at the consistency and exceptional character his signature portraits exuded. Without saying much of anything to each other outside of the occasional photo commentary, we eventually met in person at an award ceremony earlier this year. The interaction was very warm and very lively as I highlighted enthusiasm for his fine portfolio. Fast forward months later, as he continued to create art that will stand the test of time, Griffin has continued to log in names like Zoe Kravitz, Meryl Streep, and Tom Hanks into his resume. In this episode, we dive into the psyche of the man behind the camera, discussing everything from his start with the New York Times to the day-to-day -day mechanics his job requires, and of course, celebrity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Griff, thank you so much for joining us. Very happy to be here. Of course, how are you feeling? It's a little hot out, but I'm feeling great, you know? You, you look great in purple. Thank you. Love the watch. It's October, Skin my favorite month. Great. Oh, why is it your favorite month? You know, I love Halloween, my favorite holiday. Don't actually love going out for Halloween, but I just like the festivities of it. That's nice. I've never really rituals. participated fully. But Why hopefully not? this year, oh, in New York, I don't you mean, know, or in general, in general, like I've never really found time to commit to the event of it all. But hopefully this year I can you sort of definitely give it commit. A go. Oh, thank you. Well, maybe we'll see. Uh, I was reading on my way here that you're from Philadelphia. I am from Philadelphia. Where are you from? Nigeria originally. Um, but how is it growing up there? It's interesting. Um, it's a northeast city. So you have, you know, some sort of, you know, creative fields there. But it's kind of the armpit of New York City. Mm -hmm. um, you have some similar oppor opportunities, but growing up, I always knew I wanted to be in New York. Right. But I just treated Philly as kind of that, that stepping stone. Um, I actually went to high school in the city as well. So it was an opportunity for me to just explore the city as a young, at, a, at a younger age. Um, then most of my friends that grew up in Philadelphia are now living in Philadelphia, which is amazing, but they never had that, exp uh, that, uh, that chance to explore the city. And I kind of got that out of my system when I, before I was even 18. Got it. So it was fun. And was this during the time you started to get into photography or did you? Yeah, that was that totally the time I was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the exact time that I was getting into photography. I was in high school and I was taking some darkroom classes, Nice. you know, getting assignments on, you know, kind of just flexing that creative muscle and walking around the city and taking pictures of people. What was the yeah. moment you knew that this was what you wanted to be doing or this was what you That's like were supposed to be doing? Later in the story. But okay. I always knew I always had a camera attached to my hand. My parents bought me one for my birthday, I think in sixth grade. Okay. And it was like a very basic, you know, Nikon SLR. Um but at the time It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. No one else really had them and I was just like uploading them to Facebook and People were like, how did you take these photos? Most people were taking them on like their Blackberries at the time. You know? Oh, yeah, I see. So it was just like the contrast between those photos were, it was crazy. Yeah, there's a uh, difference. Yeah, so that was fun. But yeah, since then, I've, I have a camera in my bag. I never really leave the house without one. Um, I imagine that's what photographers are supposed to do or be like. They're supposed to be so passionate that they just have their equipment around them and with them all the time. Um, so I hope so. I mean, I expect. If I question you if you aren't, I feel like. Um, so growing up in Philadelphia and then coming to school in the city, New York. I didn't go to um, school in the city, actually. Oh, yeah. wait. So you went to school in the city. You're saying no? 
I went to high school in Philadelphia, and then I went to a rural college in um, Pennsylvania called Lehigh. Gotcha. And I studied finance. Awesome. So no network in New York City or anything like that? Where it was you only now. an hour away from New York. Okay. So it's not that, that far from here. Um, and I would come here a lot of weekends, and I would come, go back to Philly on a lot of weekends, mostly for work. Right. Um, and I what was, was work? Well, I was studying finance, but... It's interesting. I was booking jobs in New like York. Like photography jobs. Yeah, photography jobs in New York and Philly. Maybe three or four times a week. Yeah. Wow. That's very so impressive. I had a car. I would schlep to Philly, schlep to New York. Got it. Stay with friends. Um, and what were you shooting? at the same time, I was shooting people. Nice. I was always, I've never really uh, been one for landscapes. I admire people that do and I admire their work. Mm-hmm. But I'm obsessed with like people in general. Um, and I'm obsessed with capturing people. Um, yeah, so I was, as I was saying, like I was studying finance, mm-hmm. I never really thought photography was a, a viable career path. I just thought, oh, fun, like I'll get a job in finance, I'll shoot on the side, yada, yada, yada. And then one of my photos ran, I think my junior or senior year, ran in W Magazine. Oh, amazing. And I wasn't, like told about it um one of my friends just like sent me a link it wasn't in the actual it wasn't in print it was online mm-hmm. um i don't remember which photo it was i really should know that but yeah how long ago was this this is in 2013 or 14 oh i can barely remember what happened yesterday so yeah exactly. i think you're okay yeah i don't i should know because it was definitely like a big moment but i don't exactly remember but yeah i was like oh maybe i this could be a potential career opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, But then like that faded and that washed over a week later and I was back in school Um, and then I graduated and then I, yeah. I think that most people would agree or maybe you would even say yourself that your career began when you started at the New York Times. How did that opportunity come about and was that something that you always thought you wanted to do? That's a very good question. Um, So I was on the train to the Hamptons um, with an assignment with another company and I'm a chatty Cathy. I can sit in this room and talk <laughs> to the wall, <laughs> talk to the walls for <laughs> the next two days. And I was talking to the woman that was sitting next to me. Her name is Libby mm-hmm. and she was one of the photo editors of the New York times. It was kind of just this chance fate encounter. You may call it whatever you want to call it. Um, and she had, she was explaining to me that, the staff photographer that they have been using in that specific sector of the times left after six or seven years and they're looking to fill the position at that time. I didn't really have much port like, you know, professional portrait work. Mm-hmm. I just had what I was shooting. Um, but she took a chance and she asked me to come in the next week. Um, and I was 22 at the time. This is three years ago. This is July wow. 2016. So she asked me to come in and yeah, I it was kind of a sink or swim moment for me. Like, I, sorry, I just hit, kicked you. Um, I knew that there were a million other photographers dying to have this sort of golden opportunity presented to them. So I kind of locked myself in my room, you know, went over what I learned in high school with studio photography. Right. I haven't really, I hadn't really, at that point I hadn't really been doing much of that. And I went in, and the first shoot was like Ben Affleck. Amazing. And um, of course, I was starstruck. I had never really been in a 
in a room with someone that A-list before, let alone shooting them one-on-one. Right. So but did you feel worthy in the moment of being there? I, You know what? People always ask me that, and it's kind of like I didn't feel worthy or like I didn't have perspective over any of the situation until I fin- until I left in December. Oh, wow. Just because I, it was, my head was so in, in it. And I was like, I, I tell people I was like in the trenches, you know, I was just digging and, you know, I didn't really understand the scope of what was actually happening. I was just focused on focusing on pleasing the client, Got pleasing it. myself. Yeah. Most importantly, it's I was a like, new thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's how it started. And then this woman, Michelle came in as the new creative director for this, for this sector and her and I really hit it off and yeah, she, I basically owe my career to those two ladies and I'm still in touch with them. It's amazing. Um, Do you still work for the New York times and sector as well? I don't. Okay. Yeah. Not even occasionally. Um, the, the, the part that I was at became extremely political. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So does this mean that you have an aesthetic for the photography that you currently do or you have a reference point that you like to reference? I think for the, for the people that know my work, um, they probably, that's kind of the aesthetic that I'm going off of now. That wasn't really the aesthetic that I built my personal work on before I got to the times. Okay. Um, and this was just photographing people, what you started doing. Yeah. It was more outside. It was more out of studio. Okay. Um, but I didn't have that opportunity to do that at the times, yeah. which is, but it, you know, I'm super grateful, super lucky to have had that opportunity. And the best part about the times was that they were drawing people from the political world, the science world, the author world, the movie world, the music world. It wasn't just one specific industry that they were focused on. Got it. Okay. You know, I one day and they were having me shoot maybe three times a week, depending on the month. One day it would be Bill Clinton, and then the next day it would be Margaret Robbie. Very high profile. Deepak Chopra, you know? Yeah. It was it was a whirlwind, but that's what I'm saying. It was such a whirlwind, I didn't really understand what was actually going on until I took like a month off and was able to digest to digest it because I was producing, shooting, editing all of the shoots myself. Sounds like a New York creative. <laughs> it's so... Exactly. Uh, it's so amazing just being a photographer in New York City, you know, getting to photograph high profile people and also being called to photograph for the New York Times. I think that that's something that a lot of people older than you, you know, work so hard to ultimately get to. Um, there was never a point when you thought, okay, maybe I am meant to be here or maybe I should continue this. No, I was so into what I was doing. I just didn't really, it was kind of one of those, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Tunnel vision things. Got it. Just focusing on the I job. I was just focusing on the job. Stay grounded. Yeah. And it was like Tom Hanks. And <laughs> then there would be moments where, you know, I would crack. He kind of asked me, we were shooting. And the best part about this is that because I was doing it alone, I was also shooting them alone. You know, the contact of the times would kind of be there, but not, not, fully involved in the shoot. It was really just the subjects and I, which is invaluable, you know? So Tom Hanks, when we were shooting, asked me 
he asked me how old I was and I was maybe 23 at the time and he asked me how I got the job and that for me that was a moment I was just like can I curse on this I was like holy shit (laughs) Tom Hanks is asking me how I got my job (laughs) and meanwhile I'm shooting you know yeah I'm shooting him and then it was published in the times I was just like that for me that was probably one of the moments where not even Bill Clinton. It was more Tom Hanks. I don't know why. When people always ask me, like, who's, who's your favorite person? It had to be very memorable. Yeah, it was memorable. Well, Tom Hanks is asking you how you got the job, and I'm asking you, how do you keep the job? You leave the New York Times. You leave Sector. Obviously, you have the exposure to working for such a large entity. Now, are you working for a brand, or do you work for yourself? So, it's a good question. I'm fully freelance at the moment. Um, I was very lucky to work with HBO this past summer. Um, they, a lot of people don't know this yet and I haven't really, like, is this a bond official exclusive? Yeah, maybe. Amazing. But I creative directed, pitched, um, with the HBO marketing team, a massive project for Big Little Lies. I mean, the, the, the shoot's obviously already out there. Of course. But, but the photos look incredible. Thank you so way. much. Of course. But a lot of people don't know that I creative directed it and pitched it. And saw it from, you know, an idea to the screen. I, you know, a lot of people thought you just went in and shot. There were flowers there. There, there was a, a backdrop, but I went through so many hours picking flowers. And with the whole HBO team. And they were so supportive. And it was such an amazing experience. I'm sure. Um, and I have a few projects, yeah. So I'm working with, with them, too, now. So now you're transitioning into talking about what the business of photography is or at least your business um what is that like on a day-to-day basis are you constantly pitching ideas and photographing are you getting called what's your schedule like kind of a mix of both okay um yeah that's kind of the best part about um leaving the times obviously it was a hard thing to do but i needed to stretch my creative freedom i just felt a little a little limited and now people are coming to me and asking my opinion on creative decisions. And for me, that is the, the value I want to bring to a project. Got I it. just, I don't want to just be, you know, the photographer. I'm trying to step, I feel like in 2019, we all have to like play different jobs, different yeah, roles. Of course. And I wanted to use my brain a little bit more. I wanted to be involved in literally every conversation that went into this, this, project that I was working on with HBO I asked to be on every email I just wanted to be involved as much as I could and learn as much as I can because for so long I was doing the same thing I just wanted to figure out how different industries can connect which because they do how different industries um I don't know what's the word I'm looking for utilize photographer photographers and you know their staff and how do they go about shooting massive talent because i knew exactly how the times went about it but i just wanted to learn and would you say that you are still learning or have you figured and you're no i'm obviously still learning yeah it's 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 a it's a yeah it's a game yeah there's a big there's a massive learning curve it's also too every person no matter how famous they are is different and it's how I connect with them too. That's the most meaningful thing I, I, I can take from a shoot because at the end of the day, I was super proud of the work 
with that I did with HBO, but I was mostly proud of myself that I was right. able to handle that mm-hmm. and able to direct the talent just personally and professionally and professionally. Yeah. Exactly. That I was able to, under those extremely high stakes circumstances, perform and be ha- be overjoyed and the client happy, making everyone happy. But at the end of the day, it's really it's really making myself happy. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, so going back to the content, I see a lot of people would see on social media. You photograph a lot of high profile celebrity. Uh, would you say it's the foundation of what your photography business is right now, or yeah. are there more things that you want to do? There, that's definitely what it is right now. Okay, and there are definitely different other ventures that I'm that I've been working on um, this past summer that will hopefully come out soon. Exciting. Yeah, um, yeah, but that was an opportunity I couldn't really give up. I mean, when I first was handed the New York Times offer, and that just kind of how people in New York perceive my work and I just have to run with that and I'm super happy with that too it's not just you know a job it's something that I'm extremely passionate about yeah and the learning curve of being around those people and shooting those people it took me two weeks obviously there are some people you feel starstruck and that you you know you admire their work um, immensely but it's a job and I understood. I, I I I understood at that time that there were a million other people that were ready to take this opportunity from me, and I just like like soaked in every moment. I was so grateful to be there. Um, yeah, it's so very humbling. Yeah, it is. It feels very humbling. I, it's like you watch you watch these people on your screen and you hear their voices their whole life, and then you hear their voices in in person. And that for me, that was. That was a huge revelation. I was like, you know, you hear them in your headphones. You kind of, they kind of solely exist on a screen and then to see them and to hear them. For me, it was to hear it, to hear their voices in person. That was, that was crazy to me. It's real. It's real. That's what, that's what made it real. But then at the end of the day, they're also still people. Right. But yeah, it just depended on the situation. I feel like one time I was shooting Matthew McConaughey I feel like, (laughs) he really solely existed on a screen for me. I just feel like he yeah. was like some mythical creature that kind of existed in these rom-coms and the serious movies and won Oscars. But then I saw him in person. I was like, oh, you're literally just a person. He seems to have a larger-than-life personality. Exactly. And he doesn't? Yeah, he did. Okay. But it was so nice and so friendly. Yeah. So before you're photographing, uh, you know, celebrities and the jobs that you're called for, you do research before you what kind of research are you doing what is that photography research for you for me it's i look up interviews that they've done recently okay um but most importantly i look up their most recent projects and i look up the interviews that coincide with those projects and see where their inspirations come coming from oh very nice um and sometimes a lot of the times with a lot of the times with the times they would send me screeners or they would host little screening parties for like for the staff um that the day of the shoot or the morning of the shoot for the people that we were going to be shooting that next day. So one instance is, I think it's three, three, no, two years ago. Now we were shooting Timothy Chalamet, Army Hammer and Luca Guadagnino for calling by, call, call by your name. And at the time, no one really knew what the movie was. They knew what it was. It was getting some buzz, but it was, 
maybe a month before it even came out in New York. Like festival season? It was, yeah, it was like riding high after festival season, but no one really knew what was going, what it was going to be. It was like Timothy had come from his first Jimmy Fallon taping to us. And it was like the first time he was doing, it was like the first day of his press tour. So it was insane to be one of the first photographers in New York to really, to really have the opportunity to shoot him. And then to see how much he exploded makes it even more special in my mind for me. Monumental experience. It was a monumental experience for me. And to see that he, how in demand he is. And the same thing happened a week later, I got to shoot Saoirse Ronan and Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. And that was insane too. I have both of those photos hanging up in my apartment, by the way, because those are two of my most, for me, my most memorable shoots because I felt so, I, I deeply connected to both on, on such a personal level. Um, and just to be a part of like their experience in, you know, promoting their movie. I was just like so lucky to be a part of it. And the times like, you know, they don't just go and do a 15 minute interview. They sit down with the people and they speak for an hour and a half. And you really get to know who they are. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know this consciously or unconsciously you photographing, you know, celebrity in this way. I think that you are slowly and surely stamping your name into culture history. Well, thank you. You know what I mean? Are you conscious of that? Do you think about that? What does that mean for you? I think for like when I shot Meryl Streep, I was just again, holy shit. Like she doesn't, she's very particular with who shoots her. Yada, yada, yada. Um, And she allowed you. Yeah. She was really excited to promote Big Little Lies. And she was willing to, you know, shoot with a newer photographer. Um, but yeah, sometimes I like go back and I look at that, fo- like some of the photos. I'm just like, is this your life? <laughs> I was like, did I actually do that? Like, is this actually, did I actually produce something like that? Um, because at the end of the day too, with the Big Little Lies Project, it felt like they were more on my territory because I had so much involvement in picking out the flowers. The flowers were sent from Holland. We, I chose we went through 700 different chairs to figure out the right chair that would go with the set. We picked the wood floors. It just felt like, you know, she was on my turf and I got to fully direct her. And that for me was with Meryl was, it's like, I don't know. You know, I don't even think I've still, I don't think I processed it. Still. <laughs> How can you? You can't get used to that. Yeah. Yeah. It I'm feel so, like a dream. It's like, it does it. feel like a dream. Yeah. It's, I'm like, just because too, my life before this was so different was working like 12 hours at, mm, to study for finance tests that I knew <laughs> I wasn't interested in and kind of just manifesting and hoping that someday like someone would have come around and appreciate the work. But I didn't think it would happen so soon. And, and so huge. Well, <laughs> that scares me. But it's yeah. It's only getting better. I hope so. I think with what I'm sensing right now, you're staying humble, you're staying grounded, you're just taking it all in. I. Thank I you. think you're going to be fine. I, that's the only way I know how to do it. My family is like, uh, you know, my biggest, my biggest supporters. They're my, they're my best friends. You know, my parents taught me well, stay humble. Such and nice gratitude to have. Yeah. Especially is. towards your family. Totally. I'm, yeah. I owe them all of this. Is Meryl Streep your favorite person to have photographed so far? Do you have a favorite? I think she is. Okay. Why? Um, because it, her demeanor was so unexpected. I didn't, obviously didn't expect her to be mean. I just didn't expect her to be an angel. Um, 
it was just one of those pinch me moments. I was just like, and then a lot of people, a lot of my friends were like, my friends, my the people who work with me at HBO were taking behind the scenes photos and I just stare at them sometimes. And I'm just like, to be in the same room with someone is exciting, but to have that special. Like you see it. To have you know? that, yeah. And then I um, ran into Shailene Woodley this fashion week and she like ran over to me, like asked me how my summer was and we had a conversation and like, that will never get old either. It's just, you know, and she was like, the photos looked amazing. And like Reese and Nicole posted them and tagged me. And it's just like, it's like a lot to wrap your head around. It's like these people that I've, it's like as growing up gay, like you kind of idolize these like women actresses yeah. in your life. Especially like Reese and Nicole, these people who had these, you know, huge careers, met, huge yeah. careers. And they were kind of, that's, that's, these are the women who I grew up with. And then just to work with them, then to acknowledge you and not, and then acknowledge your work and then, you know, credit you on your work is, I, I, I don't know the word to describe it. Do you know what kind of contribution you want to make to photography culture or, or you just sort of, I think I do right now. I what think is I it? do. I think, I, I think I, I just want to be able to connect with the subject and that's all I really care about for me and I want to feel more importantly inspired by the subject that I'm shooting whether it be their work whether it be our personal relationship I just feel like it's a waste to shoot if you're not feeling inspired and I feel like that's really hard to do in these days got it um but that's my hope you know I understand that it's a career and you have to like pay the bills and stuff so I yeah, I'm a, I'm a hustler. I take jobs. But it's kind of just like the train getting to like the big stations. Um, yeah, I'm always working on a million things in my mind. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. But yeah, for me right now, it's just taking things a little bit slower, which is amazing. And having more of a say in the creative piece um, instead of just like, you know, be, again, being in the trenches and shooting all the time. Right. Feeling a little burnt out. It's just I want to take what's in my brain, put it on a piece of paper, coll collaborate. That's the most important thing for me in my next in the next step because I didn't really do that. I didn't have an opportunity to do that at the time. Mm -hmm. Just collaborate with people that I that I like, and then the, with with the times it's leaving that it's allowed me to enter doors that I never thought that I would be able to to open. Yeah. And I'm, so I'm just taking advantage of that right now as, a, as one should and would. But I love hearing that you have perspective of sort of where you're going or how you want to move forward. Uh, why do you think that's important for photographers even working today? Having just a point of view is right. important in any, in any creative field. Would um, that be the foundation for success, you would say? Yeah, I think so. And staying humble, like, I think, and being nice and being kind, um, yeah, the, New York is in this industry, not just New York, is a crazy place. And I, I've seen how far kindness goes, um, especially with the people that I've worked with. You yes. know, when someone's not kind to me, I'm less inclined to do well because I don't feel like I want to make them look great. Yeah. Or, you know, it's, it's not even like a, it's not you. even like a conscious decision. It's just how you react. To it's the just situation. Yeah, it's just bringing a vibe onto a set that feels hostile doesn't doesn't work 
you know, and I've had plenty of those situations. Yeah. Is there anyone that you haven't photographed today that you want to photograph? I'm dying to to, to photograph Jane Fonda. Do you I'm think that's going to happen anytime soon? Yeah, she's I fabulous. really hope so. I'm putting it out into the universe. So if anyone's listening, I'm free. Okay, so what where you are now, New York City, you're 25 years old. Like, what are you looking forward to? Just where are we going? I'm looking forward to having my schedule a little bit open more and being able to travel a little more and seeing different opportunities. And at the end of the day, I just want to be able to work with people that I like and, again, feel inspired by. So, yeah, I have the time now, and I'm just kind of riding that wave. And especially this summer, I was just, you know, getting everything in order um, for the fall, and it's been great. Um, I've kind of, yeah, I've kind of gone to more events as myself these Mm -hmm. days, just trying to solidify my my relationships in this industry. Um, Yeah, you know. Well, having that work-life balance is very important. And, you know, as someone who relates to you, just as a creative, um, and also working Yeah, how do you feel about this? Oh my gosh, it's tough. And I've struggled a lot with it, just work-life balance. I think usually I go with more work than life. Me too. When I try to do both, I just burn out. Um, But there are things that I'm trying to do now that, sort of help me deal with everything you know and whether that's seeing an episode on netflix one night or listening to one new song that i actually really like um in house totally. so what are your mechanisms to cope with the stress of work and have, life generally? i have uh, i'm very lucky but i found unbelievable friends in this city yeah i have like five friends that i can literally count on for anything um yeah and I live with one of them. So it's really, I've created this kind of safe space for myself in this madness. And I think that is so important in New York City and kind of having life outside of the industry and having interests outside of the industry. I'm so interested in film and TV. Yeah, I shoot some actors and actresses, but I'm. I'm more interested in actually like the narrative, the storytelling of those things and creating a body of work, creating a body of work. So yeah, I mean, my friends will go to the movies. Like we lo- I am obsessed with food. <laughs> I, my friend, one of my friend, one of my friends, Haley, like makes reservations all the time. Like she'll just book reservations for like two months. Oh my gosh. And it's always for four. It's like the same four of my friends, same three of my friends, including me. Um, and then we just say yes or no, whether we want to go to them, kind of just play it by ear. Um, yeah, and it's it's amazing. Um, yeah, I think having, creating, finding, and creating and finding a safe space for yourself in this city as a creative is key. Do you have that? I absolutely agree, 100%. I think for me, it's in my home. Totally. Um, and as long as I get to do those little things that I was talking about earlier, usually things are fine. Um, do you see yourself staying in New York City? I do. I'm an East Coast boy. Okay. My family's in Philly. I can't really go too far. <laughs> I, the dream is to like kind of, um, I haven't really built so much of a portfolio work in California, but that's something that I'm looking into right now. Um, but I don't see myself. I, I love the seasons. I'm Yeah, I don't see myself leaving new york anytime soon maybe for like a few months (laughs) 
But you know, this place gets hectic. Do you think you'll be doing photography forever? Do you want to? I do. I think I'll always be shooting, no matter what. But there's obviously other things that I would like to try. But it all kind of stays in that field. Like I'm saying, I kind of want to be a creative director, but more for my own stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't really know. We'll see. I think scary you'll stay in the realm. I think you'll do different It's scary categories. to talk about the future, isn't it? Totally. And I think why you do so well is because most of what you're doing is in the moment. And I think you being grounded and being humbled is you taking in everything or trying to be present in that moment. Um, and as long as you stay that way, I believe that you will do exceptional. Well, thank you. I want to go back to the back end yeah. things about photography, the process it takes to get to being on set. Um, what is that like? Just securing the job, you know, figuring out a rate. How can upcoming photographers figure that out? I mean, networking is so important and that's just the first step to even getting those jobs, but just being prompt um, that's real and showing showing interest like don't pl play hard to get just show as much interest as you can and if you don't get the job like there's gonna be another job um, but yeah put yourself out there that's so important and then write a million cold emails because <laughs> I do that still cold emails about what just hey I would love to grab a coffee and start some sort of conversation I do that literally all the time um, and even if it's not the next month or the next year but i here's i forgot to mention this in, before but my biggest tip for anyone in the creative industry is relationships are like flowers and it's like you have to water them and you have to like see them through and the only way they're going to blossom is that is if you put the time and energy into them um and you can't get frustrated if it's not happening because you never know what opportunities that are going to come and yeah you just have to it's tough. I get it. You just have to hustle. And I'm still hustling. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's a process. So from, but it's rewarding. Yeah. It's all, all about making the effort from what you're saying, making the effort and everything else is the result of circumstance, which is, you know, getting to the set, figuring out the rate, making sure that you're sustaining yourself wherever you live and you can make this a full-time gig. Totally. Cheers to networking. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, that's how we met, right? Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, oh my gosh. No, but I can attest to that advice as well of because I you think can. that a lot of my career has been, you know, because of networking, just meeting the right people. Yeah, like, for what if I didn't go take this, uh, take the first assignment to go to the Hamptons and meet this woman? Like, on knows? the train, yeah. Yeah. You know how many times I think or dream about that <laughs> moment? I'm just like, it's like one of those sliding doors moments. On, do you ever see that movie? It's like a movie with Gwyneth Paltrow and they like she misses one. It's a movie, but it plays out two scenarios where mm -hmm. she misses the train and she makes the train. Nice. And, like what happens in her life. How old is it? It's from like the 90s. So it's and it's amazing. You should really watch it. We have to see sliding doors. Yeah. yeah sliding I like doors. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, Griff. that's it. Thank you yeah, so much. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs>